Welcome to the Ask the Experts podcast. Here's Karen Bhatia. I am Karen Bhatia. This is Ask the Experts. Last week, I was lucky enough to chat with the former middleweight champion of the world, and that is Sergio Martinez. He also was a former champion at 154 pounds. We know the great fights that he was involved in. He came here to America to fight Kelly Pavlik and dethroned him. He took out Paul Williams in their rematch with a spectacular knockout in the second round. It's one of the greatest knockouts you will ever see in boxing. He had a a great string of wins. And of course, he had the epic matchup with Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. He Sergio was winning that fight for the first 11 rounds he seemed untouchable and then of course in the 12th Chavez found the punch knocked down Sergio pushed him down again but Sergio got up and won the fight via unanimous decision but it was a very exciting moment a very exciting fight and you will be surprised to know that Sergio Martinez says he's coming back to boxing at 45 years old and he wants a rematch with Chavez Jr. So I'm going to ask him why he's coming back at 45. Is that the right thing to do? Is that the safe thing to do? And why does he want to rematch with Chavez Jr.? He already beat him. It was pretty decisive except for that last round. And you're going to be interested uh, to hear the reason why. It's not what you think. I also asked him about the last time we saw Sergio Martinez in the ring was 2014. That was against Miguel Cotto. And that was a uh, a very hyped up matchup. We were all looking forward to it, but it was not competitive. Sergio got knocked down three times in round one, it was clear that injuries were there. The knee wasn't there. The leg wasn't there. Something wasn't right. So I'm going to ask Sergio about that. Was he not right going into that fight? Did something happen in the first round? So we're going to look back at that. We're going to talk about his comeback. And also in this interview, I was lucky enough to be joined by interpreter Jerry Olaya. He was the translator for HBO Boxing for many years, a good friend of mine. And he was kind enough to uh, grant his time to be the interpreter uh, for this interview with Sergio Martinez. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Sergio Martinez. I am Karabatia, and let's ask the experts. I am Karen Batia, lucky enough to be talking to, well, two legends in the game. First of all, we have former middleweight champion Sergio Martinez. It's an absolute honor to, to speak with Sergio and... Uh, just neck and neck in terms of accomplishment, we have Jerry Olaya serving as interpreter here. Jerry, of course, with HBO for so many years, uh, ESPN, so many other outlets. Jerry, it's an honor to have you do it on this interview with me as well. So thank you also. Um, Sergio, first of all, we'll start with, of course, we know about the coronavirus going on. Everyone is dealing with this. Uh, where are you right now? Uh, how are you holding up? Is everything okay with, with your family? How are things right now? First of all, I'm in Madrid. I'm at home. I live here in Madrid now for some 18 years now. In this home, I live specifically since 2012, uh, particularly, but, but I'm very well in Madrid. I, I'm very comfortable. And truthfully, my situation doesn't change much for me because uh, remember when I was boxing, I would have my training camps. I would be uh, isolated from everyone. So it's the same situation here. I don't go out. I just go out uh, basically every 10 days to, to go shopping for the essentials. And that's basically it. That's the only thing uh, I go out for. And I'm glad to hear that you're safe. So now in the boxing ring, we last saw you against Miguel Cotto. That was in 2014. 
Um, and we know now that you at 45 years old have decided to come back to boxing. So why have you decided to come back? And um, what are people saying to you? Because obviously at 45 years old, it can be risky to, to come back into the boxing ring. So tell us why you're coming back and, and what's the plan to come back? Well, well, my return, I've been planning for about two years. Um, I was 43 when I started uh, planning about this return. You know, obviously now when you're 43, 45, age matters. But the idea initially was to come back and do a fight against Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. Because I felt that, that there are great ties between us. Uh, basically, we had a great fight. And also, because of that, something for me is very important, apart from the fight, apart from that great fight, is that he uh, is taken hold of by depression, alcohol, and drugs, and his life kind of collapsed, per se. So my idea was, what about if Junior and I, um, as colleagues, help each other out, per se? It doesn't mean that we are friends, we don't need to be friends, but as colleagues, we each have needs. So let's have a fight, let's say, anywhere from here to six, eight months in this timeline. But obviously, with this timeline, six to eight months, Junior has to do things correctly. Leave drugs, leave alcohol behind, leave that bad lifestyle behind. And maybe that is something that is able to fix the rest of his life and is something that he can change his habits. And so that's one thing. And that could be a decisive moment for Junior. But also it could be something very decisive for me and a turning point for me because no matter what happens in the fight you know if the fight is great then he can lose he can win but his life could change and so for me that can be something fantastic because i want to be a part of an extraordinary adventure and so first of all you've said that in your comeback i believe there's a different opponent that you would take first before uh, Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. Is that is that correct? Is that the plan that you'll have a tune-up fight and then fight Chavez? And also, what do you feel, I understand your point about wanting to give him something, uh, but what do you feel like you have to prove? You were winning that fight. Uh, it seemed like for the first 11 rounds, you were, you were almost untouchable. Obviously in the 12th round, I was there live. It was one of the loudest arenas I've ever seen. With a minute 30, he knocked you down. Um, but you still got up and you won that fight. So what do you feel like you have left to prove against Chavez Jr.? And well, after the fight that we had with Jr. in November, I was operated on uh, the right knee. The, lead, the, the operation didn't come out well. I spent two years that was very, very affected by this operation. And at the long run, I started using... Um, corticoids um, and morphine to see if I could improve my, my situation. The medicine affected me, the morphine affected my body, the corticoid affected my body also, these medicines. And so I had a very, very bad phase of my, my life. One day the surgeon told me, say, if we don't operate you within five hours, we might have to, to amputate your leg. And if we don't do that in 24 hours, you could be dead. So I, I lived through those things. And having overcome those things, I, you know, I'm not talking about boxing anymore. I'm talking about life itself. Having overcome those things, 
thanks to some thermal waters that I, I went to in, in Argentina that helped me also. This gave me a challenge. I love challenges. And so having a fight with Chavez Jr., after having suffered what I did, after being uh, in, in bed, bedridden for months on crutches, that is an actual challenge. For me, the challenge is to train day by day and feel happy beyond results, beyond what could be the result on the fight with Chavez Jr. I don't want a, 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 a result per se against Chavez Jr., but for me is to enjoy life daily, enjoy the little things in life. Before, I wanted something extraordinary. Today, I want to live life, live extraordinarily my day-to-day -day life. And that, that's great that you're challenging yourself uh, to physically to get back in the ring after everything that you've overcome. What are people in your inner circle saying about this comeback? Um, do you have a new team around you for a long time? Samson Lukowitz was, was your manager. Um, you had a set of trainers. Is there a new group around you? And what are people saying around you? Are they encouraging you to continue? Or are people saying, hey, you're 45 years old, you have your health, maybe, maybe you shouldn't take this comeback? You know, first of all, no one at the beginning wanted to, to take this undertaking with me. But I started to train in a new gym with a new team. And little by little, they saw that my evolution was fantastic. It was evolving phenomenally. My physical conditioning was improving considerably. I, I got to the gym after filming a movie and I weighed 100 pounds when I got into the gym, after the movie. And then after that, after a great motivation that I had, after my work ethic and all of that, I weighed 80 kilos at that moment. Uh, so with 80 kilos, I started doing things uh, that they saw, and they saw and they thought that I could do great things in boxing once again. And so slowly the team came back. Miguel de Pablos came back, Raquel Bordón, my doctor, was with me, uh, my new trainer, Agustin Rodriguez, and then new team in terms of trainer, new doctor also that is uh, with me and with the team now, and that they're working with me all the time, so I, I don't, don't have these physical problems anymore, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm very happy, and they are very happy to see the, the evolution and to see how serious I, I was uh, in this undertaking. Well, I'm glad to hear that that you are taking, uh, you know, that you are healthy now, um, and that you are able to uh, physically do this comeback. You you mentioned your your knee problems, and um, obviously they were well documented in your career. Uh, a few years after Chavez Jr., we know you had the big matchup against Miguel Cotto. That was in June of 2014. Now, in that fight, we thought that was going to be a 50-50 fight. Unfortunately, your legs did not hold up. You went down three times in the first round. Did you know that the leg was going to be that much of an issue uh, coming into the fight and you took the fight anyway? Or did you think that you were healthy uh, and then you realized in round one that that was not the case against Miguel Cotto? You know, for me, I thought that I could always win the fight, no matter the problems that were developing and growing, the pains, uh, those pains to the knee. But, you know, 
I never thought that those would be reasons to suspend a fight. And I never thought I would lose, truthfully. Never crossed my mind. But, you know, I don't think that was the reason why I lost. You know, I simply lost because Cotto was better, or at least that specific night, he was better than I. And now that you are uh, 45 years old, I know you're not retiring, but do you ever take a moment to look back at what you achieved in boxing and also specifically your style of boxing? I think you had one of the most unique styles in boxing that we've seen. Um, traditionally, boxers, uh, first of all, you're a southpaw, but traditionally, boxers fight with their hands up. You fought with your hands down. Boxers are taught to move forward. You moved backwards. Uh, no one knew what, which way you were going backwards, how far you were going backwards. Uh, it was a very unique style, fighting with your hands down, looking for the big looping overhand left. Did you do you take pride in fighting uh, in such a unique way and, and all this success that you had um, doing it your way and your style? Well, you know, one of those things uh, with my style was very unique. Even though I had uh, some examples like Muhammad Ali or Pernell Whitaker or Oscar De La Hoya, um, for me it was a unique style. I was never similar to them because I had my own style. But that was since the beginning of my career, basically. I had that style. And I always felt that it was very effective. And that's why I never needed to change. You know, today at 45, one of the things that I take note of is that I have much more, much more power than before, than when I was a champ. And I just can't understand how I was a champ before without knowing, uh, without knowing. Today I know how to punch. Before I didn't know how to punch. I, I, I had lots of speed. I was a very athletic and, and that's why I was a champion. But today I know how to punch. I punch much harder than before. And today I use up much less energy than before to do the exact same thing, to get the same results. So I think those are the differences that you will see. And it's also knowledge, obviously. Uh, I'm not retired, you know, I'm close to it, but I, I am not retired. And you started your great career in 1997. You're still active, as you pointed out. When you look back at all the amazing fights you have, what is the moment that stuck out to you as the top? We, we talked about getting up in the 12th round versus Chavez. Um, you came to America to fight Kelly Pavlik and dethroned him and became the middleweight champion of the world. There's, of course, the Paul Williams knockout in your rematch. The first fight was very close. In the second fight, you left absolutely no doubt. I was there live in the second round. You, you had the big uh, overhand looping left, and you knocked him out cold. It's one of the most spectacular knockouts in boxing history, if not the most spectacular. When you look back at your great career, what is the top moment that stands out to you as the highest achievement? And also, are there any regrets about your career, anything that you would have done differently? <laughs> You know, my key fights and those that are most important for me, in terms of personal achievements, June 21, 2003, fight in Manchester, England, against an opponent uh, called Richard Williams for the uh, title, the IBO title. And for me, that was the most important fight for my life. Not in my career, but my life. Why? Because a week before, 
I was in church, hungry, begging for food. And then that day, I was living, living the dream and raising the belt of the IBO. So after that, we'll say the Kelly Pavlik fight was fundamental in my career. The fight, uh, the rematch against Paul Williams, and also the fight against uh, Zinziro. I think those were the, the fights that I um, that I see with most uh, that I, that I hold most dear. And just to close it out, just a few more questions. So, you mentioned that you want to give Chavez Jr. the opportunity. You're coming back. What will be the eventual goal for you? What will you? What will have to happen for you to say, okay, now it's time for me to retire? Do you want to take a go at becoming one of the oldest champions? We know George Foreman won at 46 year old, uh, 46 years old. Um, that was at heavyweight, of course. Bernard Hopkins won, uh, and it was fighting into his 50s. Um, what, what What is your goal right now? And also, what are you doing outside of boxing? Um, we know you have a diverse uh, history. You were you were a model, a soccer player. You did a lot of things. Um, outside of boxing, what will you do uh, post-career? You know, for me, I will be in boxing as long as I enjoy the sport as I enjoy it now, above and beyond the results. Now, obviously, if I have a first fight and I'm blown away and I lose very badly and the punches hurt and I don't enjoy it, I won't have a fight against Julio Cesar Chavez Jr., but I'm optimistic and I think things will turn out well and we'll see my goal per se currently today is a fight against Julio Chavez Jr. but for me I want to enjoy every day of training without pressure without uh, the pressure and without great goals per se my great goal today is to enjoy it and then beyond that what I'll dedicate myself to, I think I'll be sure, is to continue uh, my motivational speaking, uh, my life coaching, that's what they call it. I go to uh, neighborhoods that are very poor, where people are very needy. I go to schools to talk about bullying. I go to uh, uh, associations, institutes where women um, go uh, who have been abused. And those are the types of things that I want to do, help people uh, who are in need. And, and just playing off of that final question for you, uh, I was in uh, Argentina for your comeback fight against Martin Murray. Um, there was, it was a full arena of supporters. They were so pumped when you won that they actually came into the ring and broke the ring. There was that many fans and supporters. So you have fans in Argentina. You're in Spain now, so you have a lot of supporters there. You have fans around the world. What would be your final message to all your fans and supporters, not only about you and your comeback, but also uh, obviously everyone is going through uh, the situation right now with the, the global pandemic. It's tough times for, for everyone. So what would, what would be your final message for your fans and supporters? Well, above all, above all, I will tell people that you can achieve whatever you want. You can achieve your goals 
with your sacrifice, with your fight, that you obtain your goals that way. That life is, is that, is a battle. But you have to fight, you have to sacrifice, you fall, you lose, as I lost against Toto. You win, like I won against Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. after having suffered incredibly in the last round. Sometimes you, you, have, you win easily, like the fight against Paul Williams, rather quickly. But you will always need, we need to look, you always need to look for those, those new goals, look for those new fights, per se, not only in boxing, but in life. Look, look for those challenges, those new challenges. I now, at 45 years of age, what I'm doing makes me happy. It makes me happy because... What I do is something that I love and that I share with lots of people that I love. And that's it. That's basically it. Well, I'm certainly motivated. Sergio Martinez, I want to thank you so much for the time. It was, it was a pleasure to speak with you. Jerry Olaya serving as our interpreter. Thank you so much. Sergio, I really, really appreciate uh, you, you breaking it down, telling us about your comeback. Best of luck to you in the ring, and, and I will certainly be watching. I'm sure a lot of people uh, will be watching your comeback. Good luck to you, and, and stay safe. Thank you. Thank you very much. The pleasure was absolutely mine, and hopefully we get to see each other soon. Thank you. Thank you very much. And I want to thank my guest, Sergio Maravilla Martinez. I also want to thank interpreter jerry olaya he is definitely the best in the game one note from jerry he said that at one point sergio said 100 kilos jerry accidentally said pounds but he meant kilos if you want to follow us uh you can follow at ate underscore podcast that's on instagram and twitter if you want to follow my personal channels it's at c-u-r-r-a-n-b-h-a-t-i-a on Instagram and Twitter. That's at Karan Bhatia at, on Instagram and Twitter. Please subscribe on YouTube, youtube.com backslash Karan Bhatia. Uh, please check out uh, our show on iTunes. Hit subscribe. Give us a five-star review. If you want to email the show, it's askthexpertspod at gmail.com. This is Karan Bhatia signing off for Ask the Experts. Thank you for listening to Ask the Experts with Curran Bhatia.